Welcome to the Bethany Covenant Church Sermon Podcast. We are a multi-generational community in Berlin, Connecticut. Our services are held Sundays at 9.30 a.m., and you can find out more about us at www.bethanycovenant.org. Well, this past week, we had another season change. And I'm not referring just to the time when the temperatures went from 62 to the nor'easter that uh, plummeted the temperatures down again and dumped a foot or so of snow on most of us. The season change that I'm talking about doesn't center around temperatures or weather outside. It takes place primarily here within the church and within our own hearts. And it can pass us by as completely insignificant, having little to do or no impact on us whatsoever, or it can make a very significant impact in our lives, depending on the choices that one takes. This, not that. I am speaking, of course, about Lent, as as Ben already told us. We have entered the season of Lent. It is bookmarked between Ash Wednesday, which we celebrated this past week, and it ends on sundown on the Thursday of Holy Week. Lent is 40 days long, and it is a reminder of Christ's 40 days in the wilderness, his defeat over the temptations that were found in Matthew 4 that we spoke about a few weeks ago. As we come today, as we think about the fact that Jesus was tempted, Jesus had choices, and would he choose this, not that? Jesus stood firm against Satan's temptations. We are now in that season of Lent, and this morning we kick off a new sermon series, This, Not That, focusing on the mosaic of our transformed lives in Christ. Each and every day, we face a lot of choices. Will we have this, not that, for breakfast? Will we wear this outfit, not that one? And there's a commercial going on right now. Um, I think it's talking about insurance. I never quite remember what they're advertising. I just remember the other parts of it. And the guy says, does it matter which dry cleaner you go to? Probably not. And then it goes on to identify what will matter. And like I said, I've already forgotten that one. (laughs) What can I tell you? I don't pay attention to those. Yet the truth is that some of our choices will matter a great deal. And they will have a major, even life-changing consequences for us. Those here in person this morning, you were given a rock as you came in this morning. And I invite you to hang on to that rock. If you've already put it away, don't put it away too far because you're going to need it later on in the service. If you, have, uh, uh, if you are here with us at, from home, this is a time that you might just find a piece of paper and crumple it up, hold it in your hand, and pretend that it is indeed a rock. Now, I'm going to put my rock right here. It is a black rock. They were different sizes, different shapes, and I do invite you to hold it for the rest of the sermon. You can fidget with it and and play with it, touch it. Keep it close to you because you're going to need it at the end of the service. Earlier, Rich read for us the passage from Galatians 5 that outlined things, this, not that, Choices of how the Galatians and we might choose to live. 
Paul said that some may choose to follow the desires of their sinful nature, and the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dis, uh, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. While others will choose the Holy, what the Holy Spirit produces, and the Holy Spirit produces the kind of fruit in our lives, such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. This, not that. During Lent, we want you to focus on the second list. We want you to focus on the fact that Lent is intended as a period set aside for reflection and preparation. To celebrate that God's resurrection comes at Easter. It is a time set aside for reflection of our own mortality and our own need for mercy. It is a time to reflect on the truth as told in Genesis 2 that God created each and every one of us from the dust of the ground. A time to reflect that like broken pottery pieces, we are not perfect and that each of us stands in need of God's forgiveness, mercy, and grace. And the good news for each and every one of us this morning is that we don't need to live under the sentence of brokenness. We have indeed been redeemed. But during Lent, we want you to be looking through the lens of the fruit of the Spirit, looking at this, not that, and pull that, that what each one has in our own lives. I invite you to pray with me now. Lord God, open our eyes that we might see and our ears that we might hear the truth, your truth. And may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, our Lord, our God, our Savior. Amen. And so this morning we begin to look at joy. Joy is the second attribute of the list of the Holy Spirits. And Pastor Ben will be circling back to talk about the first attribute, love, later on in the series. But let's take a look, closer look at joy. The words that we use to describe what joy is and what joy is not. I started by thinking about words that expressed the opposite of joy. And many people believe that that might be sorrow. Well, that's part of it. And then I began to read deeper and gathering more words that speak to the contrast or the reverse, the reverse view of joy, misery, despair, tribulation, sadness, heaviness, darkness, unexcited, agony, gloomy. Another author added these words, hate and hatred, dislike, aversion, loathing, disgust, grudge, resentment, spite, animosity. And still another said that the opposite of joy is not sadness, it is hopelessness. Hopelessness is the opposite. 
And so matter, no matter which of these words or these lists that you might choose this morning, I, want, I think that all of us can agree that the world has, a, uh, has, has just such a shortage of joy and a surplus of worry, of fear, of discouragement and despair. Though people everywhere are in the pursuit of happiness and the obsession of pleasure-seeking, they aren't finding it. They aren't finding deep and lasting joy. Happiness and joy have a lot in common, and yet they are distinct. Happiness is an emotion, a glad feeling that depends on something good happening. For example, when you get an A on a test, or you finish a project that you've been working really, really hard on, or you take a vacation. All of these things can bring us happiness, even great happiness. But the emotional feeling is temporary. It will not last. Now, don't get me wrong. We are meant to have and experience happy times. Yet happiness in itself is fleeting. The thing that brought us great happiness yesterday or last week will soon be gone or past. Vacations, unfortunately, they always end. As Ecclesiastes 3.4 reminds us, there is a time to weep and a time to, dan to laugh. There is a time to mourn and a time to dance. We don't live on that emotional state of high all the time. Now, let's go back to the word joy to see what else we can learn about that from Scripture. Joy is a major topic in the, in the Bible. It appears between 150 and 200 times, depending on which translation you are looking at. And the word rejoice that is very similar and part of it is there almost nearly 200 times in addition to that, not counting other variations such as joyful, joyfully, joyous, jubilant, happy, and glad. The definition of joy goes beyond the limited explanation of what the, what, the, what the dictionary tells us, a feeling of great pleasure, of happiness. It goes deeper than that because joy in God, joy in Christ, is meeting that desire in our own heart. And God's greatest desire is that we might have unconditional joy in our lives. Jesus said his joy will remain with you, that no one, no one can take it away from you. Rick Warren gives us this definition of joy, that joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of all the details of our life. The quiet assurance that ultimately everything is going to be all right and determining the choice to praise God in every situation. So joy is not dependent on the circumstances around us. Joy is not always happiness or the result of happy circumstances. But at the very root, joy is a gift from God, granting a person peace that his or her life is right with God. While every person will experience happiness at some point in their life, they're in, in the world at some time or sometime or at some level. There's plenty of laughter and entertainment in our world, but that all fades away as soon as the movie ends, as soon as we turn off the TV, 
as many people are unhappy or dissatisfied and unfulfilled. They get angry and upset over so many things. They keep looking for joy. They keep looking for it in all of the wrong places. Places like money and power or sex. Things that they can buy, things that they can purchase. But we know that money cannot buy love and it cannot buy joy either. Not everyone will experience joy. The true joy that comes from fulfilling the spiritual void the emptiness with good relationships, beginning and primarily with that relationship with God. We have a void in our hearts, in our lives, that can only be filled through God. And that is where we will find real joy, is when we fill that void. During this Lenten season, we want you to reflect on the mosaic of your own life, Look at it, examine it, think about it. Where does it need to be reworked and transformed? Where are you happy with what the mosaic shows you? And as you reflect on what Jesus has already done for you, we also want you to reflect on those things in your own heart that are weighing you down. Is there someone you need to seek forgiveness from? Or to give forgiveness? Are you holding a grudge against someone? Has your prayer life slipped? Are you struggling with one or more of the desires that were listed for us in Galatians 5? The rock that you are holding, the rock that you have been holding, the color is black, significant. We want you now to hold it in the palm of your hand and for those of you that are at home to take that piece of paper that you have crumpled up and hold it in your hand, wad it up in the shape of this rock and hold it in the palm of your hand. Lent is a season of reflection and as you feel the shape and the weight of that rock or the paper, think about those things, big or small, that you want to lay down this Lent, that you're tired of carrying around with you. And in this time of prayer and reflection, answer, name that which you no longer want to hold. Name that which you want to let go of, which you want to put down. And then think also about this. What is, it that, what is it that you want to take up during this Lenten season? During Lent, focus on this to strengthen your own relationship with Jesus, beginning a new habit, taking time to talk with God daily, focusing on gratitude, thanks for sight and hearing, even if it's not as good as it used to be. Focus on signs of new life and growth in nature and yourself, and thank God for what you see. Perhaps you might want to take um, and commit yourself to reading through one of the Gospels during Lent. And in your prayer time, perhaps you would like to encourage or to use what's called the breath prayer. As you exhale, you breathe out, letting go of those things that are weighing you down, the negative thoughts, 
And as you breathe in, fill your lungs and yourself with the love and the goodness of God. What is it this Lent that you want to let go of? And what is it during Lent that you want to pick up? I invite our worship team to come forward. And in just a few moments, I will invite you to come forward. And I will invite you to place your rock, your dark burden in the basket that has been provided here. If you prefer not to come forward or cannot come forward, I just invite you to raise up your rock and someone, as you're walking by that person, take that rock, take that burden from them and bring it forward for them on their behalf. And as we sing together, as we continue our worship, we are singing about our living hope. And so as you are ready, I invite you to come forward and to lay your burden down in the basket provided for you. <laughs> 